Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. My name is Jenna Garcia, and I'll be your host. I am a mother of two, stepmother of four, super proud military wife, ex-wife, sister, daughter, stepdaughter, you name it. Since becoming a mother, I've been everything from a student to a working mom, stay-at-home mom, a mom that travels for work, an entrepreneur, the list goes on. I've always wanted to help people, and I suppose this might be one of the ways that I could do just that. I hope you find my podcast honest, entertaining, and helpful. If you're any of the things I am, or if you just want to hear my story, please listen and subscribe to the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. Today's episode is going to be um, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. It is my parents. Now when I say my parents, I'm referring to my mom and my stepdad. I was raised by my mom and my biological father. Um, And then when I was about 23, maybe 24, um, I decided that I no longer wanted my biological father in my life. Um, Those are decisions I made that I'm not going to make public, um, mostly for his sake, but also um, for mine. So my mom has always been a very hard worker, an excellent mother, always made sure we had everything we needed. She was always there for us uh, when we needed a firm hand or, or a hug, whatever, she was there. So when my parents got divorced, of course, um, I didn't know at the time what my mom had been through with her marriage to my biological father. So I questioned her, are you sure this is what you want? Um, You know, do you understand what this means? (laughs) And of course she did. She was a grown woman. She knew what she wanted. And now hindsight, I knew that she had wanted that for quite some time. So when she met my stepdad, Steve, I was hesitant to meet him. At the time, I was still speaking with my biological father. I hadn't ended that relationship yet. But I was hesitant because I didn't know what to expect. My mom invited my ex-husband, Bobby, and I, uh, he was my current husband at the time, to a concert. She and Steve were going to this concert. And initially, I wanted to say no, but I really wanted to go to this concert. (laughs) So I decided I would go, mostly because my mom told me, you don't have to meet him. You will be sitting by us, but there's no pressure. If you don't want to talk to him, you don't have to. If you don't want to meet him, you don't have to. So I thought, well, pressure's off. We can go enjoy the concert and I can kind of get my eyes on him and and see what kind of guy he is. So we get to the concert and I spot my mom down a ways standing next to this tall, handsome cowboy. 
I remember Steve had a cowboy hat. He had a nice plaid shirt on, cowboy boots, um, Wranglers or something to that extent. Um, but I just remember the kindness in his eyes. I still didn't meet him at that point. My mom uh, stepped away and came over to say hello to us. Um, and then during that concert, we were sitting next to them and I looked over at one point and I saw his hand on my mom's knee. And I could not remember the last time I had seen my biological father do something as simple as that. That's not to say he never did because I was younger and I didn't see everything but it made my heart happy that he was attentive and he was being loving to her. So that night, my mom seemed very happy. Like, how could she be this happy this fast after the divorce? And I decided, um, you know, that night that Steve was probably worth meeting. He made her that happy. There had to be something special about him. So I met him and he was very, um, I don't want to say proper or formal, but, you know, stuck his hand out to shake, said it was nice to meet us, and just kept it simple. And I'm sure my mom had, you know, told him what she had told me about not having to meet him and no pressure. But I was also an adult, I wasn't a child. So um, my, my first youngest brother, Nick, was also an adult at the time. And then my youngest brother, Reed, was probably 15 at the time. So still at home, but not quite so much. And he had actually made um, the decision to go and live with our biological father. So my mom was kind of doing her own thing for the first time in who knows how long. So that's the story of when I met Steve. Um, one of my most favorite memories about it was um, I was painting my aunt's kitchen with my mom one day. Uh, we had taken the day off work and we were just painting the kitchen my mom brought up moving in with Steve into his house. She couldn't afford to stay in the house that she lived in with my biological father any longer and decided either she'd get an apartment or she'd move in with him. Maybe I'm wrong in the way that I remember this, but I remember thinking it makes sense, you know, she could just move out if and when it doesn't work out. So I told her, you know, I think it's a great idea. Plus, I liked Steve. So my mom moved into his house and um, he kind of was able to take a step back and kind of let her do her own thing, let her put up her decorations. And I don't know exactly how they discussed that or decided who keeps what, but... I just remember going over there and it felt like home. Um, there was one point I even, I think it was Mother's Day, I got my mom this little sign that said home is where your mom is. Because my mom has a lot of guilt um, about not being in the home that she raised us in. 
which we told her we don't care, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, so mom moved in with Steve. It was almost, gosh, I mean, maybe it seemed to me like just a couple of months of them dating and she moved in. Um, she's a grown woman. I'm not going to stop her. Right? So from this point forward, anytime I talk about my parents, it's always mom and Steve. So I had Bobby and I were living in a house in West Boise, Idaho. <laughs> um, and my biological father was, you know, we were still on good terms, but he was hoping to save money to buy his own home and asked if he could stay with us for a while. Um, we thought that that was probably fine. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, if anything, it'll give us a little bit of help with um, our son. My mom told me, she's always right, but my mom told me, I don't think it's a good idea, sis. And I thought, well, he's my freaking dad. How, you know, how is it not a good idea? So we let him stay with us. Um, it was not the best couple of months. It, of course, started out really awesome. And then it kind of went into a downward spiral. Um, after he had saved enough money, it was probably, gosh, like five or six months, he finally was ready to buy a house. He was approved. We went house shopping. He found a house that he wanted. Um, and when he got the house, we were coming up on the end of our lease at our rental house. So we again had that conversation like, well, now maybe we could stay with you in your house. Um, there were some repairs he wanted to make and Bobby was, you know, younger than him, had a good back and um, was willing to help with some of the upgrades he wanted to do. So my biological father said, you know, yeah, you guys can come and stay with me. You know, you buy the groceries, I'll pay the bills or something along those lines. In our time living with him, um, it just ended up being more of my house, my rules, not taking into consideration the fact that I was an adult, a married adult with a child. <laughs> so... That didn't last long. I remember one time I went crying to my mom because I was upset. And I believe Bobby was out of town with his parents um, helping them do something. So I go crying to my mom and telling her how, um, how bad it is. I should have listened to her. You know, everything she probably knew was coming eventually. And... I went to her because I wanted her sympathy. I wanted her to hug me and say, it's okay, honey, everything will be fine. And instead she's like, well, I told you not to do it. <laughs> so, so I was frustrated even more so then. But I remember Steve, I'll try not to get emotional. I remember Steve walked into the kitchen as I'm telling my mom this. He stood in the doorway and he opened his arms because all I needed was a hug. So he hugged me. 
And during that hug, he said, I know that I'm not your dad. I will never be your dad, but I love you just the same. Now keep in mind that at this point, my parents had been together probably two to three years. Um, and I, I always liked Steve. He always made my mom laugh. So I, I liked him before this moment, but this was the turning point, I think, um, in our relationship because maybe it was the, because it was the first time he said he loved me. I don't know. Maybe it was just the feeling that I had in that moment, but that was, that was by far one of my most favorite moments with him. Um, looking back a couple of years, I believe Matthew was around one when my parents met and started dating. Um, because his second birthday, I remember we had at my parents' house. My mom, you know, was already living with him. And um, just to add to that a little bit, Matthew and all of our kids now, but Matthew um, was the only one alive or around at this point. So Matthew has always called Steve Grandpa, always. Nobody told him he had to call him Grandpa. Steve never called himself Grandpa or referred to himself as Grandpa. But Matthew would look at Steve and point and say, Papa. He knew that that was his Grandpa. And maybe it was the feeling that he got from Steve, or maybe it was his bright white hair, but he knew that that was his grandpa. So, Steve is grandpa to all of our kids, um, even my stepchildren. The reason I'm talking about Steve is because, one, he's a big part of my life and my kids' life. Um, but also because I am a stepchild. It just happened a little later in life for me. Um, he didn't have to worry about disciplining me or, um, or raising me. That part was done. Now he's just here, you know, if I need something um, or if I need his guidance, if I need a silly joke because he's good at those. I think as a stepdaughter, it is interesting to have been raised by my biological father, but have such a love for my stepfather. And I, I think I have more loyalty, I don't think, I know I have more loyalty towards Steve than I do my biological father, but I think that's because of the falling out that he and I had. I've never had loyalty when it came to my step-parent versus my biological parent. Um, initially, when my mom wanted the divorce, I was team dad all the way. I felt bad for him. Um, I thought my mom was making a mistake. So my loyalty lay with him. It didn't take long for that to change. I mean, maybe a couple of months because I could tell he was trying to get me on his side. He didn't care about 
how it made me feel or my perspective. He just wanted somebody on his side. So after a while, I came around and was team mom again. <laughs> Um, I've always been a mama's girl. I, I was never really a big daddy's girl growing up, but I've always loved my mom. I've idolized her. So I remember, um, you know, I asked a lot of questions and I learned a lot about my biological parents' marriage. And I think the reason that is, is because I was an adult, my mother was honest with me. So I know some things that my biological father said and did that my mom hid from us kids because we were children. And I am just amazed that she did it so well for so long. And as promised, my fun fact about this podcast is that the background music playing in the introduction and towards the end of every episode is actually my oldest stepson, Jaden, playing the guitar. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. If you have a question you'd like to ask or a topic you'd like to hear about, please email me at wickedstepmom.6 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review.